Hello, my dear ladies, welcome back. I'm Tanya, your host and the owner of Discover Your Feminine Power. And here is another one of my video series with amazing women. I have India here today. Hello, India. Hi. <laughs> India lives in France and she's a ballet dancer. India, I really love your story because you told me you became a ballet dancer. You turned your passion into a business. Yes, um, especially during 2020, which was effectively a moment where there was not many ballet dancers on stage, if any, due to the events of the time and all the lockdowns. So uh, during this time, I think so many people had to pivot their businesses already who are just, if you will, regular people. And uh, I think it was very difficult at the time for artists to kind of open their bubble and keep their creativity going. Uh, and also uh, it was painful for people who like me, like other people we live, uh, to be on stage and then suddenly all your performances are canceled for an indefinite period of time so i had to uh, it didn't take too long but i had a passion uh, related to dance that was right under my nose that i enjoyed and they always say think of something um, that you love that you're willing to pay for so at the time i was doing a lot of cross training uh, called barostol uh, it's a dancer's preparation uh, and the reason that I moved to France to access this education because it wasn't available in the US and so effectively I brought that onto Zoom with online classes uh, because nobody had access to that before aside from very certain elite professional ballet circles in Europe. So that's the thing that was under my nose that became an international business. Okay. and gave me so much uh, satisfaction <laughs> good, good. yes you say it's uh it was under your nose so i guess dancing has always been your passion then mm -hmm. Ever yeah since. it's been my north star the whole time all my decisions are based around this ah oh this is so fascinating and i'm really happy that you were able to turn this into a business so, but have you started in 2020 or already before? And what exactly changed? You know, uh, naturally without really trying, uh, I was sought out before in a very much more informal circumstances. So in Paris, uh, I remember I had come home. It was quite funny. I had just finished some performances of Swan Lake. Then I came home uh, back to Paris where I'm based and a neighbor of ours who is an actress, she came to me and uh, she's pretty established actress and she said uh you know juliette binoche and all these other actresses they do this barosol it's floor bar in english and um and her teacher goes on the set and it's really great and you get the dancer posture and i would really like that um do you know it and i can guarantee you without being arrogant uh that i know this real so better than the coach of whom because i learned it authentically from the real creators and their uh predecessors uh antecessors after so it started this way so i started giving private lessons mm -hmm. um in people's homes in the end at the very end of 2019 
and this is how it developed and I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was interesting for me because I never really taught. And of course, from there, I thought that I would sort of informally do it on Zoom. But what took over was uh, those in few people I had worked with personally in Paris, uh, they're not so into Visio, you know, and Zoom was new. We thought it was going to be a two weeks thing, uh, the lockdown. And but the people in America were totally interested. Uh, and this is to the day to this day, I have the same clients. March 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Did they come naturally? Did this develop naturally? What was your thoughts? What were your thoughts when the first lockdown happened? How did you? Oh, well, of course, when the first lockdown happened, I mean, the first couple days of it, I was pretty devastated um, because I was just about to do some new performances and I was very excited about that. And so I was very upset. Um, I felt like everything was on pause. And this is an identity and a way of thinking that all dancers had this devastation. But uh, some of us pivoted and some of us kept this devastation for two whole years in their kitchen, sitting and waiting for it to be over. This is one attitude some dancers took. And then there was another, you can say half of dancers who decided to use this time effectively and so i was upset and i was working with natalia Kvilkina, and i was like mm, i can't do my performances and she was like which i love about her she's so direct she was like okay so what like go online like teach something <laughs> you know and so she's like so what so i'm really happy she really helped me snap out of it yeah. right then and there and so because many people took a lot of time to scramble and get it together and come to terms mm -hmm. with it. But, you know, Natalia, she provides a lot of marathons. And I thought this would be an interesting format because, as you know, in West, in the West, people don't really do marathons. And so I thought, oh, well, I can do, instead of everyone's doing online subscription classes, let me do something different. Let me, for especially the method that I want to teach and the way it sh the information should be transmitted, it's not just a generic class. Nobody knows it, so I have to really go from the beginning. And I said, let me make a marathon. And it'll be during the entire time of the presumed six-week lockdown. So I made a marathon. Wow. And these people are still with me today. And this was natural. It came from friends that I knew, uh, people, that, people that I knew from kindergarten, people out of the woodwork. Um, and from there, they told their friends. It was a lot of work, though. Of course, I was up till 2 a.m. But, you know... Uh, how to say, uh, the doing is brought to you. When it's meant to be, you have these tasks that you feel that you must do, but it's a sense of calling. So of course there was no sort of a doubt or, um, you know, I don't know, frustration. It was very like you felt that you were pressed and pushed to do something from a force that's not really your own, you know? So. Yeah, put in a lot of work, but it kind of happened. It was like you go in the flow, literally. You, it's like you go in a heavy river current, and you do have to swim a little bit to stay afloat. But you go with the flow, and it's taking you the right direction. So yeah, mm -hmm. this is amazing. Wow, um, you made a marathon. You actually give me good ideas as well. <laughs> <That's a great laughs> Marathons are great. I love this format. It's really one of my favorites. 
Mm. Yeah, you snap out really quickly and you have see very fast results in this yeah. format. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So you you managed to overcome so easily. I'm I'm so I am uh, well it was I, I was ahead of the curve. <laughs> but it was work, of course. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah but it was great because even from a um, marketing and just pure business perspective the months or the weeks or even excuse me it was a matter of days that i had to put this together the days and even maybe a week or two that i had to spend to scramble to create a marathon and create and get new clients and stuff in this time many people were still wallowing and those people who wallowed eventually they came up with their own programs and pivoted and that was great but I got to do it a little bit earlier and that creates a different momentum, you know? So it was good timing. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> nice story. Mm. You said that many of your colleagues that also couldn't dance anymore, they kind of lost their identity because they couldn't dance anymore. Absolutely. Um, I think so many artists identify with their profession because they think it's a little bit different than having a career job you know the, so in general it's best not to so much identify with what you're doing we often do that even if you're in a high level career mm -hmm. uh, and then even more so this sort of the mask and the face gets more closer together when you're an artist, first of all, number one, I am an artist and all those type of things that has to be implied. Well, I'm an artist, so I must be poor. I'm yeah. an artist, so I must suffer. I'm an artist, so I don't need to mature in life, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I can make unwise choices because I'm an artist, so I'm erratic. So anyway, uh, yeah, many artists um, or, you know, artists who can't really, you know, dance or act or, you know, in their homes, of course, it was such a crisis, you know, what I'm going to do with that. But you have to remember that before there was a time that you were a person, even before you started dancing, even if that meant you were a child. So that's, I think, always, I think, so important to remember, even coming out of uh, more of these pandemic years, um, that you're a person first, and then after uh, you are, because also, eventually, it, you, your career ends. And many people say the death of a dancer, uh, the death of the career is more painful than there's two lives that you live one when you dance and then when you retire from dancing, which is relatively short compared to most careers, um, then there's the life after and obviously the death of the dance career is more painful than actually dying and then what I'm supposed to be uh, 40 and live the rest of my life as a zombie. <laughs> that's kind of young to think that your life has no meaning or I'm supposed to be a, a bad ballet teacher because this is the only thing I know how to do for me this is not interesting and this is not absolutely not a life I want to live and even when I was younger in New York I always in a weird way wanted more I wanted to have a full life and not everybody would agree with that you're not allowed to <laughs> not allowed to have a full life as a dancer not really back in the day especially way back in the 60s 70s 80s before you were supposed to be almost like a nun and just only devote your time to dance of course and only be with dancers and only you know all that kind of stuff but even because i was in new york and i was a teenager 
already with my career. So I obviously wanted to go out, I have fun. And after the rehearsal, you know, and it's hard when you work six days a week and you only have Sunday off to have a full life, of course, especially like on Broadway and stuff. So that was always something that I remember that I, I wanted to be have some freedom. I wanted to have freedom and choice, which is not something that uh, is paired with a ballet dancer, really in the real professional terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's interesting that you say that. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to be uh, endlessly devoted 150% of your time and you have no other life. But in actuality, once your artistic career is over, or let's say once you say the dance career is over, you move into something else and that can be equally fruitful, maybe as a teacher or... Yeah, there are some people, but that's the thing. There are some people who are really meant to be teachers who love it, who gives them as much fulfillment. But there's so many people who they just teach just because and, you know, because that's the only thing they can do. And doesn't mean that they're a good teacher, doesn't mean that they want to teach. And that's kind of sad to see. You know, as you can imagine, I've seen some of that. And that's absolutely not something I want to do. I don't I don't want to. Um, yeah, I don't want my life to be over at 40, my life's fulfillment. So that brings it all back to with your question, this identity thing which is already when we go into different subjects and topics and even manifestations of a good, that's already um, something to clarify your identity and what you're attached to. This is already an illusion. Yeah, yeah, and it keeps changing. Um, I notice um, once you <laughs> turn 40 or after 40, it just, um, it gets better and better, life gets better and better, and there's so much more to discover and so much more to upgrade. And as you said, pivot, upgrade, and there's an endless upgrade. Uh, that's what life is for me. Yeah. So that would be a shame to cut all that off, mm -hmm. to be mentally closed off at 40 to new experiences. And going back to this in the pandemic, um, to close yourself off. I knew so many people, so a lot of people quit dance because then the reality sets in that they don't want to be unhappy. So that was very, I think, very empowered choices for many dancers who were like, listen, I don't really love this anymore. And having time away, being myself, being treated like a human being, you know, or rather not being abused by people in the work environment. It's not worth it to me anymore. I choose me first as a human and after as an artist, it doesn't interest me anymore. So that was really interesting, surprising, surprising retirements came out of the blue but I thought that was very honest I thought it was very brave and there are people who made all sorts of businesses on the side who really use their time really wisely and it was really fascinating and guess what now that the now things are opened up for the moment it just means that your life is bigger and so it's a wonderful discovery to have a more fulfilled life more bigger if you will expanded life situation uh then just to sit on your in your chair and your couch and and just you know stamp your feet not accept and stay as i had seen i thought people in their kitchens for years very unhappy waiting for things to open up yeah and this is just an attitude of mental <clears throat> plasticity you know well today's society teaches you to always 
expect something from the outside to come and rescue you or to solve your problems or be responsible for what's inside. Yeah. You are responsible to give me that flu from yesterday because we sat next to each other um, at the party, right? <laughs> but mm -hmm. in actuality, it's all coming from the inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. So that was, I think, a big lesson for everybody. During those real or true March 2020 uh, confinements, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah, big awakening for many people. Yeah, and it's good. Yeah, whether we like it or not, but some of us, you know, accept it. So anyway, yeah, I think. Um... For me, 2020 was also the best thing ever happened. I, and I know many other people as well. Um, you mentioned before something about freedom. So your business gives you the freedom to decide how many yes. days a week you want to work. And yes, I totally agree. Um, isn't that what a woman should strive for? To have this freedom and not be a slave, <laughs> like or not go the masculine way and be a go work for a wage unless for some people this might be the way the option but the ultimate freedom is that you can do what you want and what you love and you make money from it yeah absolutely this is i mean i have to really remind myself how lucky i am to have this lifestyle and um and i like it i'm very used to it i don't think i to be entirely honest, I mean, I'm going now to dance different places, but I honestly, if I thought about when I started my career in the super traditional way in New York and in the beginning in Paris, uh, I'm not sure if the corporate structure, because we have our own ballet versions of corporate structures, uh, really worked for me. I like freedom. I like I like freedom. I like to be free with my time. I like to relax. Uh, that way I am pretty feminine. <laughs> I like to, I don't like to work. And eight hours a day and even in the different entrepreneur and business models that I see uh, with a lot of people that I've met since 2020 virtually um, they become entrepreneurs only to work even more and have even less freedom and and burnout happens too even as you're an entrepreneur so it's really a choice to when you want that freedom and to work for yourself to really fine-tune it so that it makes you happy. And I still um, have some fine tuning to do with my schedule. Cause of course there's somebody wants private lesson. I always say yes. And then there are days that I don't, I spend weeks without a day off. Uh, but that's something for me to more refine what freedom really means to me, you know? Uh, but so far I've been able to travel. I've been able to dance places. I've been able to do everything and um, not uh, have to sacrifice a salary uh to explore you know the world or wherever i've traveled so much even this month and now the travel's picking up and i love that i can just arrange my schedule accordingly and shift it around and i can just go when i want and i'm almost used to this because when i was in a corporate structure i wasn't used to it i felt a fish out of water and i'm a pisces so <laughs> and do you think that there was something that helped you create this business around freedom um, in particular that a tool that you have that you use 
Oh, that's a good question. Um, is there a good quote? I mean, I always thank Natalia Kubilkina for the foundation of my business. Seriously. We did a marathon with her. She pushed me. And I don't know, I don't think I would have been able to do it if I wasn't in that group and that mindset that these marathons, they create this momentum of energy. And I remember because we we're all in lockdown, she was more accessible, so I could send her voice message. And it just something was really pulling me. I don't think if I had a, um, so I guess a tool would be I work really well in community things. So in nice groups, uh, and this, it really motivates me when I see group stuff. Um, I would say I'm an introvert. So on one way, I like to be alone all the time. Um, I think it's Simon Sinek. He said people, of course, I have like a big personality, but that doesn't mean that I'm an extrovert. <laughs> it just means I have a big personality, but I do recharge alone. But when it's to motivate for me, I'm always searching for uh, a partner, a, a group that can help me pull it forward. I, I like this encouragement. So yeah, groups is a tool for me working in a group. Um, I once did a crazy detox thing and I'm only able to do it because I was in a group. Um, and I learned in that detox, uh, nutrition group with Amelia Belcheva, I learned that I'm more motivated by group things than individual things. So that tool helped me. So as I want to go do some things, maybe refine things, make things to the next level. Obviously, you know, I am enrolled with Natalia again. It's mm. it was like, okay, time to take things to the next level. It's time. Okay. Let's see yeah. what groups I can be in to motivate me. You know, <laughs> I can totally relate to that. I noticed the same about me and it's much easier when you are a part of a group. And also now we are creating a group of women with these videos that yeah. one day they all meet each other yeah. <laughs> or if not, maybe one or two of them. And yeah, it's amazing. It's really beautiful to meet all these women yeah. in the videos. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> when we were talking earlier um, on the phone, we also mentioned a lot about uh, manifestation and that we uh, use these tools and techniques to to bring about our dream life. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Are you still? Are you also using some of those to create the business? Did you or do you not? I think. Um, I think with this business, it was such, I mean, I think it's the real form of manifestation, which is, and I think we mentioned this before, uh, it's where things kind of happen through you and it's not so much with strategy. So all the new developments in my business, such as I'm putting on a retreat, uh, hopefully I'm going to be teaching in some hotels in Central Bay soon, all this kind of stuff. It never happened because I sat there, I thought, I wrote it down. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this because I think this would be the best ne next best move. You know, uh, everything kind of happened to me. And of course, uh, of course I have, you know, sometimes certain goals, maybe I want more attendance, maybe, you know, I have a certain financial goal at the end of the month. And this always happens. I remember on Monday I had a record amount of people in my class. And I remember I was almost like, I, I guess this kind of idea of non-attachment, I remember I thought, wouldn't it be interesting if I had this many people in class? I wonder what that would be like. And I forgot about it. And suddenly everybody signed up for this one class. And I thought that was funny and it kind of expanded me because I thought now what would that be like to have this on a consistent basis? So 
Uh, yeah, if there's any sort of manifesting tools, obviously, um, you know, I would say not really being attached would probably be the best one to kind of put things out there that I would like. Um, and then I see within the next month, I'll put it down there. I'll even write it down somewhere. And then I look back at my spreadsheet and then I'll say, oh, this happened actually, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, this is, uh, so I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely going with the flow with the stuff. Of course, some things are scary, like doing a retreat is a little bit as a mental expander, if you will, for me, because that is a, quite a big endeavor. And of course, a, an investment, um, but I always wanted to do that. And so now it's kind of being drawn to take the actions and, uh, and, um, you know, take those next steps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it's funny that you mentioned how you do that. I, I think I do the almost the same. <laughs> yeah. Leads me to the question that I think women do create businesses very differently. Till this day, I refuse to make, um, what's it called? The business plan? Yeah, you know. never made a business plan. We do things differently. We create from the womb and it's more internal. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> all the flow and the ease and what, li what we like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. hmm. What feels right. And yeah, and what we love. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I do think that you did it that way, combined with a, with some strategy, maybe a little bit, or with some help from some the discipline. Platform. I would say discipline. Uh, some obviously help to to know myself, to know how to stay motivated, how to be accountable. So not just dreaming and stuff, but the work doesn't really feel so much like a work or a stress because it's just kind of the steps that I need to take that kind of get brought to me, you know? Mm -hmm. So. That's very yeah. beautiful. Yeah, very beautiful. Yeah. It's being, brought, it's being brought to us and it should be, it should be like this. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In my opinion. <laughs> yeah, me too. I agree. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. Good. Um, yeah, I thank you for this interview. And would you like to say something to women who are who might be listening to this video? Well, um, I would definitely say that, uh, you know, if you want to start a business, and if you want to work for yourself, I mean, absolutely go for it. And uh, I would say, um, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, and you will know when it's the right time because you're going to be in a sort of flow <laughs> yeah beautiful <laughs> okay thank you so much thank you i will put all the links below so you can find india in case you want to learn dancing as well and you can find her on instagram and we'll link her website as well what's your instagram name uh it's india m rose that's okay, it so all together once yeah. to go immediately and click take yeah. there yeah cool okay thank you and have a nice evening you too <laughs> bye india bye. namaste bye. Bye. <laughs>